minutes up. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. P. Diddy was like, there's that really great Zeppelin song. I want to pull my pants down and take a big dump on it. <laughs> I know. I know. He literally just watched Walk This Way and was like, I could do better. Give me Jimmy, <laughs> give me Jimmy Page. They only... <laughs> Those lyrics are horrible, man. Terrible. What were we listening to? I I can't believe that was sanctioned and allowed. This must have been towards the end of Jimmy Page's heroin days or something where he was just letting people do whatever they wanted with their music. No, we talk about this all the time, how it's been done before. Beyonce and all those people. Dude, this was like the time, late 90s. These guys, Jimmy Page, you know... Zeppelin, Aerosmith, The Stones, I forgot what they did. Everybody was like teaming up with rappers to try to become relevant again. Yeah, you're right. That's right. You know, man. to get to the youth. Yeah, so the kids would uh, go buy their albums. Come on, do you remember what movie this was from? This was from one of the greatest of that time, Godzilla, starring Matthew Broderick. It's Godzilla! <laughs> oh, no, I believe the guy, uh, Godzilla. Godzilla, yeah, that's Go- right. Godzilla. It's Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, with with Matthew, Matthew Broderick with the, uh, the fuck it, what's that gay little rascal's hat with the turned, turned backwards? He's wearing the French Beretta, I believe. Or beret? Beret. Yeah. Yeah, Beretta's a gun, yeah. Yeah, beret. the Beretta's a gun. Oh, Frank, I think you're down to half. Wow. Hey. You showed a little... <laughs> Folks, look at me. <laughs> Going back into that closet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, oh man. Yeah, so he was uh, wearing that French beret. Did he wear it, too? I know they had the reason the French beret uh, hat. Oh, I, thought it, I didn't think it was a beret. It was like one of those old-timey hats that, like, is floppy in the front. With, like, oh, I know. It's the then. same one Jean-Claude Van Damme wears in the Street Fighter movie. I'm not gay, so I never watched Sean Claude Vietnam. But... Back, back to three quarters, folks. I don't know if you uh, caught the news. <laughs> it happens that fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you can hide from your gayness, but it can't hide from you. you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just ask P. Diddy. Man, what, that, that's terrible. What a terrible jam. But you're right. They were doing all that back then. And now, we're, we got Beyonce doing the Cowboy Jam. No different. It's, the, it's crap. Same. It's we're, the same shit, yes. What's amazing is we've been doing crap music for a long time now. We've just been uh, ignoring it, I guess. <laughs> well, pretending like it's great just because it was like, a black man and a white man got together. You know, it's like, yeah, we've been living together, working together forever. You know? Dude, I gotta tell you, this, that movie's still... Holds up, dude. Godzilla was a good movie, man. It was fun. I like how they did the eggs in the Madison Square Garden. Got the Matthew Broderick. We got the French actor who I'm a fan of. He was in the movie Ronin, which is one of the most kick-ass car chase yes. movies. Uh, Gene I... Reno. Hey, look at you, Mr. Closet Fella. All right, welcome to the party. <laughs> I'm, hey. looking, I'm looking at a screen here, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's I didn't right. say I like the French guy. You did. Whoa. Hey. 
Oh, man. Emma's got a friend in town, and uh, she's staying here for the weekend. And her uh, boyfriend lives in Paris. What? Really? Yeah, and uh, apparently he's got an extra apartment out there that he Airbnbs. And, Does uh, she know he's gay? That's what I said immediately. I said, oh, <laughs> you're dating one of those Finocchios? That's amazing. <laughs> you're... Your boyfriend lives in France with his boyfriend? Is that what, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, apparently he's got the boyfriend in France with the apartment there in the uh, in Paris. And so they said we had the opportunity to go anytime. So I may be uh, jet-setting to Paris at some point. God, must be. Not, dude, you have that fucking white privilege, man. <laughs> I'm kidding. We, we don't have the money to, to go to Paris. Get out of here, man. That's outrageous. What? Fuck these people, dude. <laughs> Godzilla 1998. It's a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Dude, it was not liked by anyone. I distinctly remember everybody thought it was a very bad movie. What? Yeah, even the audience has it at 28. Yeah, I think... America, you have no idea. You have no idea what a good movie is. <laughs> that was a great movie. What? Waterworld 46? Oh, God. Yeah, they didn't like Waterworld either, man. I, I think a lot of your favorite movies were was the public's least favorite movie at that time. Waterworld's one of the best movies ever made. It's a little long. It goes a little long. One of the best movies. It, it starts to Kevin get Costner, in, probably one of the best actors of our time. I th- you know, these dudes who make these movies on water, they must make them so long because it's such a shitty process filming on water that they're just like, well, I'm going to make everybody endure what I had to, and so here's your three-hour movie of me doing stuff on the water. Oh, I think it's the opposite, dude. You're in, like, a tropical land filming on water. You just don't want to go home. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You have to You're keep... getting per DM to sit on this boat. You the, know? the producers keep calling in. They're like, what's taking you guys so long down there in the Bahamas to film this uh, James Bond movie? And they're like, oh, you know, uh, we'll send you some more clips, but it's just you know a lot of bad weather. We're going to need about two more weeks at this all-inclusive. Two more weeks. You know? We're waiting for the next full moon, actually, to get the next, uh, get the right <laughs> shot there. I think that's the problem, man. Man, Waterworld was such a good movie, dude. Come on. I don't think people liked Waterworld. Uh, it kind of dragged a little bit. I liked Waterworld. You know, I, I love the villains. The fortress. I like how the bad guys are cruising. They're zooming around on the jet skis. Come on, that's hilarious. Yeah, the guy's got the aircraft carrier. And then... Or was it a... Yeah. Kevin Costner's boat, like, functionally, I don't know. I don't think it makes sense, does it? Isn't that... Like, would it work as a boat, really? Frank, nothing in the movie made sense. (laughs) What do you mean? They had, like, giant super whales, right? Yeah, 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 but only for like, only for one part of the movie, just in <laughs> reference to what he eats, it had nothing, like, it, it wasn't eating anybody, that was a weird, that was weird, that was a little weird, that was like the, that was like the black smoke monster in, in Lost, yeah, did it make sense, alright, well, I, I'll give you that one, that was a great movie, man, come on, I don't know. Dennis Hopper, yeah, again, I'm telling you, I liked all the, a lot of good characters, I liked the actors, Kind of long. But I tell you what, it's one of those flicks, if I'm flipping channels... It's two hours and 15 minutes. It just drags in my head. I don't know why. They do go a little... 
Yeah, they do go a little. The kid. But, but, too much with the movie. kid. I don't know. It's, but either way, fun flick. I think it I think it kind of ruined Kevin Costner's career for a little bit. But he's back now. You know, he's doing... He's got some new movie or show where he's a cowboy. And I think he did that Yellowstone thing. Or Yellowstone. He, yeah, yeah. He went all in on the, like, Wyatt Earp cowboy motif. And I, you know... He's never gone back. I loved baseball, Kevin Costner. He did like 10 movies about baseball back oh, in the 80s. Oh, dude. Um, Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Probably one of the best movies of all time. You know, I would love Feel the Dreams. Feel the Dreams. You know, yeah. he's uh, he's done a whole bunch of them. He did another one later on, and it was all right. What about but, that movie know. where he's like the serial killer, and then he takes Dane Cook? Or was it Dane Cook? Oh, I forgot what movie it is. <laughs> Dude, it's such a good movie. Oh, man. Well, uh, I know you hear me typing away over there. Speaking of... Uh, speaking <laughs> of Mr. Brooks, 2007. Oh, yeah. Bro. I never saw that, actually. So it's really... Dude, he's like a serial killer, and this guy like catches him doing it, and then he's like... Uh, he wants Kevin Costner to teach him how to kill somebody. And so, like, while oh, he's teaching Oh, all right, him, yeah. Is it he, Matt, so Matt Damon? Him, no, it's not Matt Damon. No, no, uh, uh, I think it's Dane Cook. Yeah, Dane Cook. Dude, so <laughs> Kevin Costner Dane ends Cook. up, like, bringing him along to a couple murders to teach him. Spoiler alert. He's setting him up, so then he gets charged with all the murders. Damn, you just ruined the whole movie for me. Thanks, man. Uh, I came out 2007. You ain't seen it yet. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> 55 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's good for a Kevin Costner flick. That's really good for a Kevin good. Costner flick. It probably didn't reach higher because they brought on Dane Cook, man. I They tried to make him a movie star there for a minute. It, it didn't work out. And I saw he was touring again uh, on the comedy circuit. He kind of cruised by Denver there. I uh, could have gotten a ticket, but I uh, stopped it. Opted out. <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw David Tell instead. <laughs> I gotta tell you, man. What? No, dude. Oh, I'm fucking. I'm done. I'm fucking done. They gave the Postman ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I'm finding it fascinating how much you love these horrible Kevin Costner movies. Dude, Kevin Costner. Dude, Postman got fifty percent by the audience. So fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes. Postman, I will give you two hours fifty-seven minutes. Little long. Oh, maybe that's the but, one I was thinking of. <laughs> That's a little luck. Great movie, though, dude. Come on. I don't know. I I couldn't tell you one scene from The Postman. See, like yeah, I, you can. No, nah, I got nothing. In fact, I always confuse it with Waterworld, and then I start thinking about how much more I liked Waterworld. Well, that's why I think you were thinking because that's this is the one where he's in like the post uh, world, whatever post apocalyptic world. Yeah, I really, and, uh, I don't think I ever saw Postman. What? Yeah, it was like these little towns. He gets into one because he he like found an abandoned mail truck that he slept in, and he just took the guy's uniform and he took the bag with the mail in it. The and he starts delivering these letters that were in like three years ago, during you know before the apocalypse, <laughs> and it was like then they called him the postman, and then he started a postal service. Wow! And that's like what brought America back. Yeah, it's beautiful. Ah, come on, ten percent, ten percent. Audience or critics? Critics. Audience was 50. Well, there you go. I think at this point, the critics were just being assholes to Kevin 
Costner. They they probably were pissed off about Waterworld, and then he sprung this monster on them, and they said no thanks. Well, actually, if you look at his uh, tomato meter, it looks like he started. They found out he voted Republican around ninety six. <laughs> okay, there it is. Because <laughs> after ninety six, he is like nothing over thirty. <laughs> it's him and Kurt Russell. They just stopped getting gigs after they both played Wyatt Earp. <laughs> if you play if you play Wyatt Earp, they know you're a conservative. <laughs> but in case you're wondering, Dune Two with the f- Chalamet, ninety six percent. It's a ninety six percent, dude. Oh my god. Oh my god. I gotta go see it. Dude, two ninety. Visually, this is the critics' consensus. Visually thrilling and narratively epic. Dune Two Part Two continues. All right. Yeah. Dennis whatever whatever adapt- adaptation it. of the beloved sci-fi series in spectacular form. Beloved. <laughs> yes, man. Ninety six. Come on. Oh yeah, dude. It's it's the best movie ever. I can't wait to see it. Oh, uh, dude. Rose's War got a hundred percent. What is the time uh, clock in there for the Dune Two? I think it came out, right? No, like, what, what is it clocking in at? Uh, for, like, is it two oh, and a half? 246. Oh, man. Yeah. Oof, rough. Just do a series, man. Come on, enough with this. Now, I ask you, would you rather watch three hours of Chalamet or three hours of Kevin Costner? Kicking ass, taking names, saving America? I think I will, yeah. I'll, take, uh, I'll take Costner saving America, yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh. all for that. Yeah, Chalamet. Well, the thing about Chalamet, and I don't know if you read this article. I sent it to Emma especially, and she really obsessed over it. It was in the New York Post. And here, uh, women are loving men who embrace oh. quote-unquote baby girl vibe and ditch toxic masculinity. And so it goes on to describe. <laughs> I mean, we used to say ba- <laughs> like we we had a name for guys that were baby girls. <laughs> you are a. F- yes. You know what I mean. You spend more time on your hair and your make. This whole thing. Have you heard about this thing with guy makeup? No. Enlighten me, please. I'm very excited for this. It, it, guys this was are, the inevitable dude, pathway, of course. Guy, it's like a big thing for guys to wear makeup now. Uh, not the plumbers, but you, you, <laughs> dude, you, you start to notice like these other guys. It's starting to. It's probably going to creep into the plumbing room because I, I, there's this one engineer at a school, dude. You could see the line on his neck where he stopped with the concealer. It is like, bro, what are you doing? That's. I never thought I'd hear this. Honestly, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like guys. What did I? I, I we live in this world now where everybody's like photo, like a uh, movie ready, film ready, you know, they're TV and ready. Yes, that makes sense because inevitably anyone could go viral at any moment. And that's what they're, no, and that, they're not even, dude, they're, that's, <laughs> that's a product of you're taking a picture of yourself every day and you're looking at these pictures, you know what I mean? And you're like, oh my God, I need to, co-, you know, stop taking pictures of yourself. Yeah, I hate to break it to everyone out there. Uh, you're aging. And um, it's not going to stop, actually. It's going to just, you're going to keep aging, and you can't prevent it. 
right? So you got to embrace do, do it. Do people not? Uh, do you people not understand how society works? Uh, all of you people over, everybody over 30, 40 is going to go out and start doing makeup and get get Botox injections to get rid of the wrinkles. And then tomorrow, the day after all of you have that, it's going to be very cool and hot to have wrinkles. Right. You don't see a lot of the young people getting tattoo sleeves now. No. You know, what's really fading is all the girls getting the stupid ironic tattoos all over their bodies. That's right. That's uh, definitely fading fast. Uh, I look forward, you know, it's all cycles, you know, everything goes round, 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 round. and so I really, <laughs> I look forward to the Tramp Stamp making a comeback, man. We grew up when the Tramp Stamp was really huge. I, I still think it's sexy. I still think the Tramp Stamp is sexy. Because, but it's only great if there's no other tattoos, so, and then, and then the Tramp Stamp is revealed when they reach for something up on the top shelf, right? Yeah, or a bend over. Yes, and then, and that's the signal to the fellas. She likes to party. Uh, She takes it in the backside. You know what I'm saying? That girl's giving you something to some some visual pleasure while you're hitting her from behind. You know? Come on. So we we've gone so hard with the tattoos as a culture uh, that Dingleberry Machine Gun Kelly tattooed his entire body black, and so. Now the only pathway is the opposite for the kids, right? So, you know, at some point we're going to have the at pe- people with no tattoos whatsoever, right? <laughs> yeah, I forget, I forget what comedian was talking about. One of them, somebody said it before, but, like, it's so true. It used to be you saw the guy with all the tattoos on his body, you, you stayed away from that guy. He was a badass, you know? Oh, yeah. Like a biker or something. But not, now you see the guy with all the tattoos and you're like, look at this <laughs> guarantee you he voted. Guarantee he voted for Joe Biden. You know. Oh, <laughs> well, the hipster movement kind of took the country there by storm, and that's when you started getting, I think, those ironic tattoos, and somehow that produced uh, whatever it is. Uh, Post Malone is supposed to be. I know, but I really, really genuinely like that guy. I like Post Malone, too. It's just crazy that he he's this pop artist, right? And he's just the, the face. It's crazy what he did to he's, his he's, face, man. He's one of those guys, though. You Even if you hear him, like, on TV or something, you know, you see clips of him, and, and it, like, you look at him. But then you go listen to, like, him for three hours on Joe Rogan. You're going to fall in love with him. And then you realize why he's a star. Like, he's just got that energy. You know, he's a good, you know. Absolutely. Know he's a good guy, but he's just a very uh, likable guy. Oh, no knock on his character. Uh, in fact, yeah, he, he seems like a very enlightened fellow. But he, uh, the face tattoos, you know, the Post Malone hitting the scene and doing the face tattoo thing, that led the way to, I see... <laughs> Regular guys on the street with the face tattoo now. I know. That's what I mean. If you, uh, it used to be the guy with the face tattoo was like the hardest motherfucker. You never wanted to fuck with him. It, that guy got out of prison yesterday. That's yesterday. usually <laughs> what the face tattoo signified. And, and he got out on a technicality. Yes. It wasn't even like, you know. Or, or he's that one guy who just climbed up the wall. Do you remember that footage of the dude who just 
like plat. <laughs> he just did like a platform thing and just crawled up the wall like Spider Man. Yeah. No, yeah. Now it's just like you know, Kevin who bags groceries at Jewel. He got That's his face the- tattoo. You're like, what? Telling Emma about this fella I see riding his bike in the afternoons on the pathway by work, and um, I'm usually on my jog, and he's riding, I believe, to or from work, and uh, or something. I don't know, but he, he's he's a generally well kept, normal looking guy, uh, except he's got one of the major red flags riding the BMX bike at the uh, you know ten or you know eleven o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but he's it's so impractical. It literally is like slower and more work than walking. Yes, it's point. very impractical. And but he's he's typically cruising in a specific direction, which to me signifies uh, a man on a schedule. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good call. Right. And so um, I see him cruising. This is a fella, clearly either to work or whatever, getting his schedule done. But he's got this like star tattoo on his face man it's huge and it's outrageous and i'm like I, it's it baffles me when whenever you say star, i see it. you're talking about like that dude from kiss it, you know what almost kind of it's like multiple no. multiple like stars like the cowboy star on the cowboy's helmet you know but like they're uh oh. there's like three or four of them and they're just like they're on his face i'm just like like why did this happen like why did why did you you could have just been a normal guy in society and now you're the dude on the BMX bike at eleven o'clock in the afternoon every day or morning and, and you got the stars tattooed on your face. And that's the guy we need to show to the kids who wanna change their gender. Like you're gonna you think you you think something's cool now. You know, <laughs> right. wait till you're wait till you're forty years old riding your bike to your desk job. Trying, trying to work, and you, yeah, you got the face tattoo. Well, got the face tattoo. I guess. What would you rather have? Your kid come home with the face tattoo or transitioned? Good call. Face tattoo. You're gonna go face tattoo, right? Face tattoo. <laughs> At least you still have your dick. You know. I'll take. I'll take any option that they keep their dick or their tits, whichever one. Oh, man. Uh, Well, speaking of uh, the transition process, we have people elected to uh, our representative offices here in Colorado who are fully on board that train. Um, Oh, dude. I did not get to it in the last show, and is it all right? Clip of the year, dude. I put this out there. Uh, This is our very own Colorado representative, Brianna Titone. (laughs) Her name Uh, is Tit One. Yeah, tit one, man. Yes. Tit one. Come on. That's right. Tit one. Uh, who is apparently, allegedly, uh, very uh, famously gross on social media platforms, um, you know, talking about this, the size of their member and also how big and great their boobs are and going back and forth. So this guy's uh, he's an interesting fella. He's a lady fella. And he's a representative here in Colorado, and he's out there telling uh, the folks that uh, he does not have a mental illness. 
this person is something that um, you know, none of you are really going to understand. And I don't expect you to understand uh, what it's like to be a trans person. Um, it's not a uh, mental disorder. That, that was, that was uh, thrown out of the DSM a long time ago. I mean, do I look like someone who has a mental disorder? I yes. mean, some people would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Yes, man. He's... Yes, you look like a person with a mental illness. You are a man sitting there with fake tits in some woman's outfit and long hair. Talking, like, representing people in, in Colorado. Yeah. Well, folks, we uh, released wolves into the wild. Come on, wolves, man. We released them. <laughs> uh, this, Colorado is a national embarrassment, man. I can't believe this state. Oh, We're, dude, you guys, are, I mean, you guys are like three bills away from us just giving you to Canada. Oh, that, please, you, just you, do you it. Be part of Canada. Oh, my God, dude. It's, it's getting worse by the day here. It, you know, it, oh, and, and here we got more. Brianna Titone. Some people would say that in the affirmative, but that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> does somebody who does all the good policy that I do, ha- no, I'm not even going to go there. But what is this obsession with trans people and trans kids? What is this? I don't understand this. It's all, it's all the same things, right? There's the usual tropes. Um, the mental illness, you know, there's... Uh, uh, they're confused, uh, they're deranged, they're, they're, they're confused, they're, they're, they're even dangerous. I mean, I heard some things earlier today uh, that suggested that bathrooms have become dangerous. What? Since when has a bathroom become the DMZ of North and South Korea? It's not dangerous to be in a bathroom. Where are the things happening in bathrooms that are dangerous? Where is the it's information crazy. that it's, says it, this? It, there's literally evidence it's all across the country. It's a manufactured fear. It is, stop right there. It is dangerous <laughs> to have a six-foot man with a dick going into the woman's bathroom. That is dangerous. That's why we separated the sexes. Yeah, man, there's countless lawsuits going on across the country. I think even across the world because this is a phenomenon that has spread throughout all of the uh, World Economic Forum run countries, and so, of course, man, it's it's a huge issue. It's a huge problem. This guy's completely bonkers. He's out of his mind. I can't believe he's allowed to be a representative. I mean, they act like we they act like we have a woman's in men's room because you know, like men can't hear a woman fart. <laughs> I know. You know, I believe it's called like, a quaif, if I'm not mistaken. Quaif, yeah. <laughs> it's nothing to do with like us not being able to like. You know, it's nothing to do with like preserving the the lady likeness of women, and you know what I mean, like or anything like that. No, it's dangerous. It, when you go take a shit, whether whether you're a human or any animal in the world, that is your most vulnerable time. That's why you feel so uncomfortable doing it in public. It's, it's a, statistically it's instinctually vulnerable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, it's when all it, it's. I think the most dangerous time for sloths. I believe for every animal. <laughs> you know, but a sloth especially. They move really slow. You think they shit slow? Actually, did you hear that fact? It's like 40 seconds. For- every mammal pees in 40 or 30 or 26 seconds. I think it was. Every mammal. 
empties their bladder in 26 seconds. Wow, that's really bizarre. I can't believe that. Everyone, yeah. like, even a mouse? So my bladder and a mouse bladder, we can pee the same time? Right, because it's different amounts, but like that they say like evolutionarily whatever, it's like that what it, that's like your urethra compared to like your bladder and everything, the sizes adapt every animal it's like 26 seconds or something like that crazy so that's just the speed of evacuation for mammals right oh it's 21 seconds so all yeah all mammals wow that that in 21 seconds that's like uh yeah like even an elephant they just got the huge dick so they're dumping out a gallon (laughs) (laughs) in 21 seconds yeah but yeah it has to do with like because that's your most vulnerable dude that is a vulnerable time right when you're when you're you're taking a shit when you're taking a piss that's when the prey comes to get you so i don't know it's just terrible to say that there is no danger in the bathroom there is danger in the bathroom these women are vulnerable you know absolutely yes Uh, you don't (laughs) want men in there absurd to think otherwise and you are correct there is a reason why we had this whole concept pretty much institutionalized in all buildings across the world for you know a thousand years or whatever i don't know how long we've been how long do we do the separated bathrooms for uh, dude it goes back to like roman times that's what i'm saying i, I i'm like, assuming it, it, yeah it's we not different a new chambers. thing I know. It's not a Christian thing. It's not a white man thing because they still do it in black countries, in Muslim countries, in Hindu countries, in China. You know what I mean? It's something that is just like a universal. This is a very vulnerable moment. You're a woman. You're taking your pants and underwear off, right, in public. You don't need men around. You do not need men around. I totally I don't agree. know. Just think about, you got to think about like if it's your daughter, if it's your girlfriend, if it's your wife, you know? I don't want my girlfriend going into a bathroom where dudes are in there. That's true, man. It's crazy how backwards and you know flip-flopped everything got where we're no longer mixing the races and cultures. No, those must be separated. But now we're going to mix the genders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty bizarre oh, dude, stuff. Dude, Sean, great point. Not grandma. No, you got to hear the stuff my grandma talks about. She... <laughs> You know, Nona or uh, Aunt Maria, the, dude, they ask me the funniest questions all the time. I get the funniest question from Nona. It'll be like uh, her sisters or somebody, they'll ask her a question about this tranny thing, and they don't know who to ask, so Nona will ask me, like, especially about where they get the dick for the women. <laughs> I get like 100 questions about the dick for the women. What do you mean, like, uh, where they get the dick from? Yeah, like if if Nona wanted to be a man, how would they give her a dick? <laughs> That's right. I, it's like I've explained to them, I've explained to them like they grow it on the leg and everything. You yeah, know? it's, it's so funny. Yeah, like it's the ear that really they grew on uh, the guy's ass or whatever <laughs> on his arm. But one of the things that's kind of universal with all of them is they're go if they need to go to the bathroom in these places, they go to the single like the family bathroom. You know where you could lock the door, right? Because almost every single one of them has a story of they went into the Jewel bathroom, they went into the Walmart bathroom, and there was a man in there. And it just, you know, and 
that's what I don't think they understand. It's like, even if you're not worried about the 20 year old woman, think about like the 80 year old woman. Right. Who now has to sit there and what, take a shit next to this man? <laughs> I, I don't think you know who this 80 year old woman is. Uh, it's a culture she grew shock. grew up during World War II in Italy. Now you're going to convince her that this man is a woman? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's seen the real world. She knows, you know. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she has a good idea of what a female is and what a male is. <laughs> no, she knows because when she was a little girl, all the men with dicks went off to the war. All the women with no dicks <laughs> stayed home, right? Right, yeah. Now it doesn't even matter who we send over. I read the Pentagon is going to slash something like they're going to lower their reserves even further or something and prepare for future wars. I think they're just cutting. Yeah. I, I just don't think they could draft anybody. It means they're going to bring in the migrants. man. Yeah, they have to. Uh, well, <clears throat> that's a good call, dude. Right. You know, th- this whole thing is really crazy for uh, the people that are elderly. And, uh, you know, unfortunately to the chagrin of, all those uh, Satanists at the World Economic Forum, not all the elderly took the full payload of their poison that they tried to inject everyone with, and so a lot of them are still around and have uh, an issue with some of these cultural oddities that we're trying to push, man. Um, yeah. But thank God we have someone young and vibrant uh, and with it in the Oval Office. Do you know what I'm saying? Somebody who uh, <laughs> could totally relate to all these new wild cultural turns that we're taking <laughs> joe biden who 20 years ago didn't believe a black man was really a man now is telling you that a woman is a man that's All right, right man <laughs> did you did you catch anything of um any, any of the clips of biden on seth meyer's late night frank i don't know who looks worse yeah, I know. I knew you were going to go Joe Biden or Seth Meyers. What is going on? What you need to watch is where they go eat the ice cream. You're correct. Joe kind of almost looks better than Seth a little bit in that one. I'm t- like when I'm Seth t- Meyers doesn't have his specific lights and everything and the makeup and he's out in the public, like he looked a little rough, man. I think the stressors of the gig... Getting to him. Hey, Seth, you need to go see Joe's guy. Yes. Jesus Christ. That's right, man. Or maybe uh, check out Pelosi's tit guy. He might uh, do you a favor there. Oh, he'll make you look 18. <laughs> Just the chest, though. All right? Yeah. The, he only works the chest. He won't fix you, but every young kid out there going through puberty will want to fuck him. <laughs> well, Biden was on there, and there were a bunch of uh, clips going around. There was a moment where he lost his train of thought defending how he was uh, <laughs> like more with it than Trump, and Trump was too old. Yeah, he lost his train of thought while condemning you for ever questioning that he loses his train of thought. <laughs> where was, what did you say, Cracker Jack? <laughs> Where's that rain barrel? Where am I? All right, Um. so I... I went through it. I actually listened to a bunch of it. I watched the part where Amy Poehler was on. Um, it was oddly and awkwardly scripted and very poorly performed by everyone. And Biden, it it really looked like two people 
putting on a play at the old folks' home with their grandpa who's, like, suffering from dementia. No, that's what I don't think people understand. Like, he... It's like talking to your, like, grandpa, you know? It's a bad look. And they had to take Polar off, I think, for the second half because she's just way too young looking next to him. Like, they had to get that life off the stage and have the two ghouls next to each other, Seth Meyers and, uh, you know, Joe Biden. (laughs) They kind of, you know, their dead, lifeless bodies kind of reflect off each other a little bit. But you know when you're at Christmas and your grandpa tells a joke and, like, you don't even, nobody even, nobody in the room gets it. That's right. But everybody just laughs. You're, like, waiting for him to finish just so you could laugh, even though you don't even... (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's literally how this interview goes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I went through and I picked a part that I really liked. Um, we'll see if you can figure out why I dig it so much. <laughs> it's a quick one. This is, um, this is Joe Biden, and you tell me what he's trying to say. Look, the idea that any American... Pre- think about this. If I told you all there was going to be an American president who said to Putin... Putin, come do whatever you want in, uh, to, to NATO. If they don't, if the other guys on our team don't pay up every single cent they promise to pay for. I mean, God, what are we talking about here? What in God's name? <laughs> How, the idea that the president of the United States is inviting Vladimir Putin to invade Eastern, uh, Western countries is bizarre. <laughs> Absolutely bizarre. And it's totally against our interest. And by the way, I've known every major foreign leader for the longest time, and I know all these guys extremely well. They're scared to death what it means for them. For them, what it means if we walk away. Madeleine Albright was right, the former Secretary of State. She said, we are the essential nation. We are the essential nation. We don't have people fighting in those areas, but we're providing the wherewithal for them to be able to protect themselves. Okay, and... I have at the end of this Seth Meyers next question. I don't have Joe answering it, but just uh, I wanted you to hear Seth really guiding the theme this year. And it's, it's just outrageous what he's talking about. He talked about how he wants to be a dictator on day one, but only day one. You are someone who has dealt with dictators over the years. It does seem as though democracy, in vague terms somehow, is not easy for us to grasp. Having dealt with dictators... What do you see in a world where democracy is actually at risk in a way it might be in this election? All right. <laughs> wow. Okay, Seth. I like, I like how he didn't address anything he just said. And then goes into this dictator question. Like, what were you even talking about before that? But he, he, Seth summed it up right there at the end that what Biden was trying to talk about was Trump's connection to Putin. but the best part of that clip my favorite he's like and putin putin Putin." then he goes yeah what are we even talking about over here (laughs) (laughs) i don't know you tell me joe what are we even talking about man you got the mic my man (laughs) it's the best part of the clip man what are we even talking about here I like how he kept mentioning Putin. That is the great, you know? Well, he stumbles really bad, and he doesn't know what he's talking about, and he kind of, like, he starts repeating words that he knows he's supposed to repeat, and this whole interview is really insane. Seth Meyers, like, tells him 
the answer he's going to say in the question, and then Joe stumbles around something and gets lost, and then Seth brings him back by repeating the answer that he told him already in the, in the question. <laughs> I just don't think the narrative works, man. He's not a dictator. No. You know? And even the thing you guys are talking about, like, they keep bringing up that he invited Putin to invade NATO countries. All he said was, you need to pay up your fair share or we're not going to give you protection. I don't know. If anything, he's trying to strengthen NATO, make it more funded, right? Dude, and, and he, I don't know. They gotta get rid of this guy, man. He looks so old. <laughs> he's has no idea what he's talking. What are we even talking about over here? What are we even talking? <laughs> he has no idea what's going on, man. That's Putin. 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 Yeah. Trump. I think we. <laughs> they're gonna twenty fifth amendment this guy. I think that's or uh, is that it? Did I get it right? Fourteenth, twenty fifth. I can't remember yeah, they now. Work. They're all the same. And uh, he's uh, going to get pulled out, man. I think that's why they're trotting him out like this and making him look bad, you know, and he's just losing his train of thought everywhere, and uh, they're kind of shuffling him around like a geriatric, you know, dementia yes. patient. And so, yeah, man, now's, now's the time. Make him look really old, really bad, and bring in uh, old Gavin Newsom there out of California. They're, uh, the, the left is really freaking out about the polls that came out this week. I don't know if you saw them. I did, especially what happened in Michigan. <sighs> Trump, man, he's gaining uh, Hispanic and young voters. That's not good. So, And black voters, too. So that's not good at all. I attribute it mostly to the culture that the Democrats have latched on to driving these people away. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, you're giving away money to everybody that's not the voters. The migrant situation is turning ugly, especially here in Denver for our newly crowned uh, mayor, Mike Johnston. Uh, it's a major stain on the uh, situation on uh, Jared Polis's governorship, and um, you can tell that it's really kind of hitting it, uh, hitting them nationally now. Um, nobody. There's only one person that we blame for the migrant influx, and it's it's Joe Biden, who said, come on over, and signed a bunch of bills to do it. But also, Dude, he literally ran on the promise of repealing Trump's border policies, and then it was the first thing he did in office. Here- I, actually, <laughs> I actually feel bad for Joe Biden, to be honest with you, because right now he's losing a lot of his base because he did what they voted him, voted him in to do. That's right. You know what I mean? Like people like our parents are like, "Oh my God, you got to do something about these border policies." Trump is such a racist, yes. you know. So they vote for Joe Biden, and then he promises to repeal everything Trump did. He does it, and then they're like, "Oh my God, this is to so many immigrants." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I do kind of feel bad for him, but no, I don't know. Here in Denver and in Colorado, we remain. 
uh, you know, very steadily tied to our sanctuary proclamation, and we refuse to denounce it, yet we're shutting down migrant centers. I think four shut down today, and we're defunding our city um, work, uh, um, what is it, the, uh, the, guy, the landscapers and everyone. We're, we're not planting flowers downtown this year because of the migrants. That's literally one right. of the things that are getting cut. They're cutting cops, uh, funding. I mean, it's Denver's going to get worse. We're cutting funding to the institutions that make Denver just look nice. And then we're cutting funding to the institutions in Denver that keep everybody safe. This is kind of a perfect storm. <laughs> And all, all you have to do is say we're not a sanctuary anymore. Go home, and we're gonna we're gonna send you back if we find you. That's all you have to do is admit you were wrong. I know it's hard. I do it all the time. I'll, uh, again, I think they're Dude, setting uh, up Joe. But oh uh, yeah, what do you what do you got there, Mike? Oh, no, I was gonna say. But speaking of uh, admitting you were wrong, one the one thing on the docket I've been dying to to, to do. Oh yeah, is the doc Doctor Phil on the View. Yes. I right. I don't know where this guy came from. Dr. Phil, man, keep going. <laughs> I like what he's doing, going on to all these shows, and he, he's actually making a scene. He's also beloved by the boomer generation who you know embraced him when he was a part of Oprah's uh, world, I believe, right? Wasn't he an Oprah fella? And then he got his own yeah. show, and... Did he have a fall from grace in any way? Did he was he revealed to be a Republican at some point? Yeah, remember he ran against uh, Fetterman. Was that Doctor Phil? Oh no, that was Doctor Oz. Doctor Oz, yeah. Uh, see, I don't just do it with black people. Yeah, they're all, they the all the same. Yes, they all look the same to me. All celebrities. All right. I thought that was Doctor. Dude, this whole time I thought that was Doctor Phil. No, this is Doctor Phil. Is he was like um a dude Oprah brought on, and then he had his own show. And Who was Doctor Oz? Doctor Oz was on the show The Doctors, I think, where it was like the panel of phony doctors, and people would call in or come on the show and talk about their, you know, strange ailments. Oh, yeah, I guess they are two totally different guys. Yeah, they don't even look alike. Okay. They don't even sound alike. I think one, uh, isn't Dr. Oz, like, Pakistani or something? Yeah, dude, his name is Mehmet Sajid's Oz. I don't know. How do you say the O with the two dots? Oz. Uh, is it Oz? I assume he goes by his real you know, name. <laughs> but then why put the two dots over it? They're all doing that, like Luka Doncic and, and uh, you know... Nikola Jokic. I always thought that was like an ooze. Maybe it no. is. Yeah, I'd, well, What I does the ooze sound? Is that the line? Well, where is Doctor Oz from? Yeah, see, I don't. You know. Well, if it's from his country, who knows what that pronunciation is? It's pro- oh, good call. It's probably oh, probably it's probably Oz. <laughs> we're probably saying the country wrong. Well, we're certified idiots here, folks. So uh, don't take our word for it. But <laughs> I'm gonna call him Oz. For the time being. But either way, he's not even in the clip. We're talking about Dr. Phil. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, two totally different guys. One is Mehmet Oz. Uh, don't even know how to say it. The other one is Phil McGraw. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Phil, dude. <laughs> oh, man. All right, you want to do it? This is Dr. Phil. Uh, he's schooling the ladies on The View about the COVID lockdowns. 
And uh, this show will not be played on YouTube. All right, here we go. Like 08, 09, smartphones came on and, and kids started, they stopped living their lives and started watching people live their lives. Mm. And so we saw the biggest spike and the highest levels of depression, anxiety, loneliness, and suicidality since records have ever been kept. Mm. And it's just continued on and on and on. And then COVID hits 10 years later, and the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested, and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with no way to watch, and referrals dropped 50 to 60%. So, there was also a yeah. pandemic yeah, going was, on, they were trying to save They were trying to save kids' well. lives. Remember, we know a lot of folks who died. Step in the Pfizer employees. Go ahead. Dude, great call. Can we get a commercial with uh, Travis Kelsey now, please? <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead, uh, Whoopi. So remember, we know a lot of folks who died. During this, so it wasn't people weren't laying Not around eating bond, but well, you know what? We're lucky. Maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out of the 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 places that they could be, be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. But he's also saying, yeah, pretty much no yeah, children died of COVID. It's it, Dude, I hate the way our our family did that to me not too long, like a couple weeks ago, where they were talking about the vaccine. Oh yeah, and they end the conversation, dude. They literally have like they can't hide the smirk in their mouth when they're like, "Well, you know, Mike, maybe you didn't have a loved one that died from COVID, but I had an uncle that died from COVID." Oh, wow. it's like okay. So your uncle died from COVID, and you don't even really know he did die from COVID. That's just what the fucking hospital told you. Well, they, <laughs> right? they did that because they got $10,000 plus kickbacks for every body they claimed died from COVID. Exactly. So you're, you're, all you know is your, your uncle did die in that hospital, and they got a $10,000 bonus for claiming it was COVID. So don't even give me that shit. And then you're going to tell me, so because your uncle died of COVID... That gives you the moral authority above everybody else. You know what I mean? Dude, yes. go fuck yourself. No, I don't know anybody died from COVID. You probably don't know anybody that died either. The people you fucking know that died are vaccinated. So go fuck yourselves, you know? Oh, we've always argued that more people die probably from the gene therapy than from the actual virus. And, you know, I don't even think that virus was ever really out there. No, dude, but it's like, it's, it's the smirk on the face. It's the look on the face when they're like, well, my uncle died. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. So that, 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 so that takes away anything I just said. That just discredited everything I said, no matter what it's backed up by. All the facts, everything is just gone because you have a feeling. I got a feeling. It's That's a bad right, feeling. Yeah. I have this bad feeling because my uncle died from COVID. And that bad feeling supersedes all your facts. It's like, dude, what, what, what world are you guys living in? You shouldn't be proud and bragging that you have an uncle that died from COVID. You, of all people, I didn't have somebody that died. You did. 
You had an uncle who you're claiming you're loved and you're sad that died from COVID. You have an uncle that died from a virus Dr. Fauci helped create in a lab in China. You don't have questions? You should be embarrassed that you're shutting me down and not asking the questions yourself. Great call. Where is Tony Fauci these days? He's enjoying retirement on some beach somewhere, right? Probably with Jeffrey Epstein, I can imagine. And uh, oh. we're all here <laughs> I, left arguing about whether or not someone died of COVID or the vaccine. And I promise you, if Dr. Fauci or his wife ever, you know, I hope nothing happens to him, but if, if one of them gets sick and they're in the hospital, they're going to have their loved ones next to them. They're not going to be behind a plexiglass like he did for you and all the, all the peasants, you know? Oh, man. How easily and how quickly we forgot the mania of March 2020 and through... 2023 man i mean again those mandates still so fresh in my memory not even just a year ago we were enforcing them all all of that dude the one thing i you know i thought about the other day you'll never be able to fix the fact dude hundreds of thousands of people died during that covid time behind a plexiglass window yeah. Like they weren't allowed to see their loved ones. You weren't allowed to hold your loved one's hand. Is that you know what I mean? It was like, talk about a terrible ending. Yes. And we did that for what? You know? And you'll it's <laughs> uh, 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 so sad. That that might be the worst thing that came out of COVID was all those people having to die alone behind a plexiglass window. Absolutely soul crushing and heartbreaking, but I could actually one up you. I, I think well, maybe Dr. Phil will one-up us. Uh, he, his conclusion in this, I think, is the most powerful part and my favorite. And um, it is something that I think uh, we'll be seeing the, you know, the reverberation of, of these consequences um, for years and generations to come. Be sick, because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group. And they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Well, Phil? Well, uh, to commercial to our sponsor now, Pfizer. <laughs> you hear that? They were clapping for that, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. That was way worse than the virus ever was. We messed up these kids forever, man. I mean, you know, the... The learning, the the loss on the education, the you know the young, the younger generation that now has absolutely no social skills because of this situation. I mean, it's uh, you know we're gonna have to deal with these people when they enter the workforce. That's why I'm complaining. <laughs> yeah, and because now we've just keep lower we, we lowered the standards to keep pushing them along. <clears throat> it's pretty crazy stuff, and I'm yeah. I'm gonna say I never saw Dr. Phil being one of these voices for uh, the other side. I'm going to go controlled op, because this guy is a friend of the Oprah. Ooh, Ooh you're going control op. Oh, yeah, bro. man. Come on. Look at this guy. He's, he's Oprah. Uh, he probably has his own property there right next to her on Lahaina. Hey, where are my Lahaina folks at? Never forget. Ooh. Come on, people. Where's my space laser? Oh, yeah. Dude, that's funny, because uh, Tucker Carlson was on Lex Friedman. I saw that. Yeah, did you? Great interview. In. All I right. got a couple of clips I'm gonna have for Sunday. Excellent. I kind of got the. Uh, I don't know. I kind of got a little bit of a vibe. I'm like fifty fifty on Tucker. I, 
I don't know if he is CIA or not. You know? I've been saying he is, and I think there's no difference between him and Anderson Cooper. They're both dudes who you can just see on their Wikipedia. They like tried to go to the CIA journalism cadet school or whatever it is, but you know the CIA just didn't happen to want these two gentlemen, so they decided to take other pathways to CNN and Fox News. Plus, it's not something you ever really talk about. Like, yeah, at one time I applied for CPD, the Chicago Police Department. Didn't get in. I don't sit here and talk about it at every interview, right? But he always mentions, like, yeah, I did apply for the CIA. Didn't get in. <laughs> right. They wouldn't let me in. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, you're almost, you're almost, you know, you're kind of trying to push that too much, you know? It's like the closet gay guy always talking about all the knockers on the chick every on the chicks all right. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you see the oh. <laughs> no, nobody has bigger tits than the fake girlfriend of the gay guy. <laughs> the fake girlfriend of the gay guy always has the biggest tits you've ever seen. Yes, so man. Funny. Yeah, it's uh so always talking about it. All right, guy, I'm a little you know questioning you there a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm not in the CIA. Did I mention that I am not in the CIA? I tried out, but they didn't want me. I just didn't didn't have it, yeah. Oh, what's that? My father worked for the government over in the Soviet Union? (laughs) That's right. Uh, Didn't get in. I didn't have what it took, you know? His dad was in the Soviet Union? That makes his interview with Putin even weirder. Yeah, his dad. That's why he spent time in Russia. What if or Tucker? His, no, 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 I mean, his dad like lived in Russia right. forever. Maybe he's a Russian spy. No, he's CIA. Come on. All right, I like Russian spy. That spices up the story. Mm, I don't think so. You'll find the truth when it's uh, revealed in the fourth Hunter Biden laptop uh, that's <laughs> currently being held. Some unknown for those location. True fans, stay tuned for four months when I say Frank. Have you heard he's a Russian? <laughs> yes, man. You totally dismiss it now. You'll be embracing it months later. That's how the conspiracies work, man. Have you heard about Taylor Swift? <laughs> she's a witch. Uh, actually, she's a clone, right? That's the Satan clone. I don't know. Come on, man. You got to get on board. <laughs> <laughs>